And welcome to the Goats Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Dave. I'm Jubong. And welcome back for the second half of our rookie draft analysis. Um, before we get things going, I want to give you guys a reminder. You can send in those questions to us. We absolutely love when everybody in the world contacts us. You can do that right through the Anchor app. You just open up the podcast, hit the button at the top that says Ask a Question, and that'll come to us. Or give us a call, 707 474 4897. We'll get that voicemail and uh, put it on the show. Because sadly, there are no new calls. No! Ah, Chip, Berta, who else have we had? Somebody <laughs> from Philly. What was his name? James? Jimmy? James Jimmy? from Philly, I think it was. Yeah, I, I miss you all. You guys are great. Call back in. We want to hear back from you. Alright, let's get going with the second half of our grades. Uh, we're going to do basically the 8th to the 14th pick. Starting off at number 8 is Kyle. Kyle managed to grab uh, Debo Samuel at 1.8, Alexander Madison at 2.7. Alexander Madison. Uh, that's never going to get old, is it? <laughs> uh, Irv Smith Jr. at 2.9, Bruce Anderson at 3.8, and Miles Gaskin in the middle of the fourth at 4.7. Uh, I think coming in the draft, looking at uh, Kyle's team, he really needed some RB depth. A solid running back two, maybe a running back three, and a little bit of help on the wide receivers. And I think he did a really good job of that. I mean, I really like Debo Samuel. I think he's got a lot of outlook. I think he has a shot at the number one job. I know Pettis is getting a lot of fluff coming out of camp, but all you hear is fluff coming out of camp. Everyone is amazing right now. So I think long-term Debo has a good shot at that job. And Alexander Madison, no, he was one of my top draft targets. But for Kyle, I don't love it as much. For me, it was a handcuff. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, it's a high upside handcuff given Cook's injury history, but if that doesn't happen, that's not much of a second-round pick. Granted, he did pull off the Irv Smith grab two picks later, one of the top tight ends, although that Kyle Rudolph contract makes it a little iffy. Although, I, as I understand it, the second year isn't really a real thing. It's really a one-year contract with a second-year option, basically. Hmm. So they can get rid of him next year, no problem. Hmm. So it's not that scary for Irv Smith. Uh, Bruce Anderson? High upside. I think he has a lot of potential in the third. And fourth-round picks don't count. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't see much happening for Miles Gaskin. I mean, a running back out of Miami, uh, but who cares? It's the fourth round. So I, I give Kyle a solid A. I think that's a, a really good job. He, he addresses needs. I would have liked the better running back than Madison, but if you look at what's on the board, there wasn't much. So he did yeah. what he could with what he had. So good job, Kyle. Yeah, I give him a solid A minus. You know, an A I kind of reserve for the the creme de la creme. You know, you really need a Juban Quad draft to deserve an A. <laughs> uh, so the only reason why I gave him an A minus, I'm not a huge Debo fan. I mean, I could see him succeeding there, but man, he he's just not a game breaker to me. Madison, I like to pick. You saw what Latavius Murray can do because Cook's always injured, so why not take Madison and Irv? I love that pick as well. Yeah, I, I think you made some good points there. So I agreed with the round down on the GPA down to an A minus. So. But still, good job, Kyle. Good, good job. job. Well done. All right, next up, Brian. He took the at the one six. He took Kyler Murray. The one nine, three picks later, he took T.J. Hawk. And then again at the first round, he took Justice Hill. Then he waited all the way to the third round. Roddy Anderson rounded out his draft with Devin Ozigbo and Alex Barnes. He needed a running back in QB. All right, so Dave, I know we talked a lot about uh, the strategy that he needed to going into this draft, and we both decided he had to take Kyler Murray at the 1.6, which he did. So good job. There's no QB even close to the tier of Kyler Murray in this draft. 
you got the one dot one for sure in that regard. So I love your first four picks. I absolutely agree with the what you're saying about Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't exactly agree with you on his second pick with Hawkinson. Ooh, I mean, Hawk, he could be a tight... I like getting guys who have the potential to be top three in their position. Kyler Murray could be a top three in his position with that running ability. T.J. Hawk could be a top three tight end, especially given how bad tight ends are. With all the potential in the world, Hawk could give him that upside. Oh, he absolutely could, except that he went to Detroit where tight ends go to die. That's true. That's and true. that made him give up J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. It made him give up Daryl Henderson. Yep. Those are two other players I would have much rather seen on Brian's team, especially when he's got George Kittle. Mm. Now, Hawk is great trade bait. Like you said, Hawk has a great upside, but it really cost him with those two possible picks to get Hawkinson instead. Hmm. What'd you give him? I still gave him a B plus. I think he did really <laughs> good, but I just felt that that Hawkinson pick, I get it. He the best tight end in the draft, or best two if you're Jubal. <laughs> uh, so he's a great player, but when you've got George Kittle, you don't need Hawkinson. You need J.J. Arcega Whiteside. Get that solid wide receiver out of Philly, or get that great running back potential for Los Angeles. Mm. Those both would have been great on his team. Instead, he's going to try to move in. Now, I know Brian's team, he's definitely looking more long-term, so he does have some long-term potential out here. Um, I even like uh, Divine Exigbo out of New Orleans. I think he's got a little potential. He did pretty good in the Combine, so, you know, it looks pretty good for him. So I actually think Brian's team has a lot of upside. That's why it was a B-plus, even with me hating huh. that Hawk pick. The pick I really liked was the 3-9 Roddy Anderson. I mean, it's what everybody said. I'm going to say the same thing. Roddy Anderson had a skill set to be the RB1 in this draft, if not for the injuries. You know, injuries are a fickle thing. And just because you're injured in college doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be injured in the NFL. So Rodney Anderson definitely has some potential there. No, I, I, I agree with that, too. I, I actually really like Brian's late-round pick. So that's why I was willing to round up to the A- minus with our uh, B-plus A-minus score. So, you know, I actually... I think I got nicer this week. <laughs> maybe, maybe I got off of my JMAC trigger enough <laughs> to be a little bit more objective this time around. I'm surprised you gave uh, Kyle such a good grade, though, when he kept sniping you. Uh, honestly, the only thing Kyle sniped me on was Madison. I didn't think I was going to get Irv Smith. Oh, okay. I never thought that was going to happen. Um, I had come to terms a long time ago on that. <laughs> and honestly, I kind of saw Madison tell me to. That's why I talked to you about trade possibilities, because I knew I would have to move up to get him. Yeah. But in the end, it's just a handcuff. I, it's an important handcuff. I would have loved to have him, but eh, that's all right. Mm. All right, that takes us on the Zach, who, in my mind, had hands down the best draft. Ooh. The man somehow got eight picks. He got two drafts to the rest of our one, and almost every single pick I love. Oh, well, let's just go through it. One not three, Nikhil Harry. Yes, probably the best wide receiver off the board. Then at one not ten, he got JJ Arcega Whiteside, my other favorite wide receiver love in this him. draft. Oh God. Oh, let's wrap that up with Daryl Henderson with the 111. Holy Ooh. cow, how do you get three of my favorites in the first round? Wow, Zach. 2.2, two, Devin Singletary. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. I mean, at this point, I would have gone with Damien Harris instead of Singletary. Um, I guess his thought is, uh, rather than facing the running back by committee, he's got a bunch of old guys and TJ Yeldon in front of him, so he's got a higher opportunity to get on the field. Yeah. But skill-wise, there's no comparison between Singletary and Harris. No, Harris is just way better across yeah. the board. So I, it's the only pick I don't like. But and and in the second round, he grabbed Bryce Love. 
third round, Gary Jennings. Oh, I had so much love for Gary Jennings. <laughs> I actually wouldn't let Jubong talk about him on one of our podcasts <laughs> right. because I didn't want people to know. But hey, what what can you do? Uh, Tony Pollard, Dallas. I had my eye on him Man, too. There's everything. Things. And then Hunter Renfro, wide receiver out of Oakland. I had my eye on him. Every single dude he got, I somewhat coveted for my draft. So, I mean, obviously. Zach gets an A. I give him the A plus that I don't give if it weren't for Devin Singletary. Mm. But woo, way to nail two drafts in one, Zach. Yeah, loved the draft. I mean, I agree. Obviously, Singletary is not as good as Harris. That's why I dropped into an A minus. You need a near perfect draft to get an A or an A plus. And making a blemish at the two dot two is a little bit too high for me to give that beautiful, beautiful solid A. But that was his fourth pick. Even still, it's a 2.2. Two. It, I mean, he sacrificed his team to get those first-rounders to give up Mike Williams. Man, I mean, like, when you when you look at what he gave up, he better have come away with some solid picks. Next up, we got my brother, Daniel. Uh, he obviously had the 1.1 to Josh Jacobs. Then went all the way to the 3.7 for James Williams, running back out of KC, pass catcher. I like that pick. And in the 4.4, he got Josh Oliver, who really it was the fourth-best tight end in the draft, so he got him. There, I really liked his draft. I gave him an A minus as well. I'm giving a lot of A minuses. I'm, I'm very lenient. Uh, I thought he shored up his main position of need, running back. He obviously traded away Carryon Johnson to get Josh Jacobs. I think that worked out in the favor for him. Uh, he's pretty. He should be pretty happy with that. James Williams. He has all the chances in the world to be a third down back. And then you know he needed a tight end, uh, and he could have taken one in the third round, but he played his cards right. He waited all the way to the fourth, gambled, and got Josh Oliver. Good job. That's kind of an old take since James Williams got cut this week. Wow. They cut him? Holy crap. Okay. I dropped his grade now to a B, a solid, solid B. <laughs> you can't have your third-round pick cut before even training camp and get a good grade. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's a big hurt there. I mean, obviously, Jacobs with a great grab, the 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I mean, you can argue that it might have been Sanders better long-term, but... Given that Daniel really needed someone for right now, I think it was the right pick. A second running back would have been nice, and unfortunately he picked it on the guy who's no longer on a team. As a Damian Williams owner, less competition for my boy, but I'm sorry, Daniel, that's got to hurt. Uh, yeah, you're right, that's B. <laughs> I like Josh Oliver in the fourth, though. Oh, yeah, no, That's Josh solid. Oliver is a great yeah. I, I had my eye on him, too. I was hoping he might drop down as a Mr. Irrelevant. I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. But I had my eye on him. Keep an eye out. But, no, that's a great pick. But, yeah, you know, he, he had t- five tight ends. Yeah, it's true. But his starting guy is Jared Cook. Who knows how he's going to pan out in New Orleans. The rest of the guys are old on their last leg. He has Witten. He has Gronk. Oliver was a solid pick. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, maybe a D+. Plus. Well, okay. maybe a D plus. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go back up a little bit. All right, that brings us on to Nico. Nico managed to grab Marquise Hollywood Brown with a 2.3, Ashton Doolin with a 3.12, and Karen Higdon with a 4.3. Um, he really needed wide receiver. We all know that Nico has the most running back depth of anyone because of the fear of Gurley, which is the right way to play it. <laughs> um, and Hollywood Brown did a great job. He's gonna, he should be one of the top wide receivers in that team. Given that he's my height, it's a bit of a problem, but. You know, he's fast. He gets that separation. It may just work out for him, especially the 2-3. That's a great grab. Yeah. Uh, Ashton Doolin, he shows some upside. That indie depth chart is pretty deep at this point, though, so it's kind of a long shot. Karen Higdon, I mean, Houston does not have much depth in their backfield. He could definitely have a role pretty quick. 
It all depends. It all happens with the performance uh Achilles and obviously Lamar Miller if he can keep it together. Um, Higdon is more of a receiver though, right? Yeah. 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 So he's obviously not going to get Bell Cow, but hey. But Nico doesn't need running backs. So why are we talking about that? Honestly, this is a B plus. I'm actually changing my grade on yeah. the fly as I look at this, but yeah, it's a B plus. Not bad. Can't complain. I love the Hollywood round pick at the location. Beyond that, there's not much to talk about. Exactly. Same same thoughts. Uh, Doolin, he won't have any play, so he's a non-factor. But I love the value on Brown. All right, next up we got J-Med. 2-6. He waited and got me Cole Hardman. 3-13. He took Preston Williams. And at 4-2, he took Will Greer. He needed a quarterback, so he took Will Greer. I mean, who knows if Greer will be able to play. Cam's pretty young. Obviously, he's injured a lot. But I don't know if you can trust Greer. Michael Hardman, at that point, I mean, the upside is worth a shot, although I wasn't a huge Michael Hardman fan. Obviously, we talked about this, but he only had 35 catches in the last year of college. That's pretty bad. And also, Preston Williams in the 313, I had no idea who Preston Williams was before the draft. Did you? Yeah, no, I, I actually had my eye on Preston really? Williams. Really? He's actually one of those guys that has a really high upside, but yeah. just keeps getting in trouble. Yeah. He's, he's a knucklehead. Okay. I looked up his, uh, yeah, I looked up his profile just really quick for this pod, I saw that he got injured, he was a knucklehead, and in, in his negatives it said hands. And if you're a wide receiver with bad hands, like, what are you doing in the NFL? Uh, I heard a lot of people talking about that he probably would have been a much higher prospect if it weren't for the knuckleheadness. Mm-hmm. So I was actually looking to see if he was going to be there in the fourth round. I was looking at him if uh, none of those, if he had gone that far. Yeah. But he didn't, so yeah. whatever. But, yeah, no, he actually is a good high upside play. I actually kind of like that pick. We can't go much lower than undrafted. Fair enough. <laughs> um, now, the only thing is he didn't really do anything about running back. He definitely needed some running back depth. Yeah. Obviously, he's got Mixon, he's got Kamara, he's got some great running backs, but after that, it falls big time. Yeah. So he could have used some depth, but if you look at where he drafted, what's he going to do? Exactly. There, there, was, there, no was, one there. there was nothing there. So yeah. what can you do? I'm not going to take away from that. Still, solid B. All right. Uh-oh. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> The very last pick in the draft, Joel, he picked up Dwayne Haskins at the 2.1, and then he traded his next two draft picks, 3.14 and 4.1, for Kenny Stills. Listen, let me take this one. Joel's just too cool. He didn't realize the draft was going. He has friends that we don't have. You know, he has social engagements that we don't have. I have a feeling Joel is just out and about. Didn't want to mess with the draft. Was like, screw it. I'm just taking the one name I know, Dwayne Haskins, and then I don't want to pay attention anymore. Sure. That's <laughs> probably what happened, but it still sucks. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Joel's team, he needed some running back depth. He needed some wide receiver depth. He didn't need, like, top-level players, but he could have addressed some needs. Instead, he got a quarterback, which he doesn't need. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, he's got Mariota as a backup, which obviously isn't ideal, but... It's not a bad backup. That's a solid situation in your bye week. You'll be fine. Dwayne Haskins isn't going to be, especially not his rookie year, much better. Now, he's got Aaron Rodgers, so obviously Rodgers is his number one. Yeah. Mariota is not a bad backup, except you know in the bye week. That's fine. Haskins isn't going to help that there. Kenny Stills. Are you kidding me? <laughs> the on and off again wide receiver Miami. I like. Don't get me wrong. I know I traded for Devonta Parker, but I actually gave up half a pick for Devonta Parker. He gave up two picks for Kenny Stills. <laughs> like, oh, come on, Joe. Yeah. Like, that was just you're, you're right. He just basically said, "I don't care. I'm throwing it out." But I'm giving you an F. Oof. 
You know, I think J-Mac made the joke that I gave him a D. No, no, I didn't. I gave him an F because it just, you know, sure, he didn't care. Still an F. I, I gave him a solid C. Which is a lot. He does not <laughs> he deserve... This he no, no. He, he passed on the draft, he passes the test. <laughs> a D. No, I, I can't believe you brought him up to a D with your horrible <laughs> grading school. Like, come on, Jubong. I wish I had you as a professor in college. Uh, so, that pretty much wraps up our draft analysis for what's going to be our quickest podcast Ooh. ever. Thanks for listening for the Goats Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Jubong. See you next time. Yeah, let's get some trade going, guys. Like, yeah. someone just give me a really good player. I'm telling you, Rex Burkhead is on. Danny Amendola, he's up there, guys. Let me know. Let me know. All right? We can talk. No, there's no news in Oh, you know what? Thing. I'm going to make a trade offer for you right now. What? Okay. If you accept it, we'll keep it in here. All right, all right. Live trade offer. Live this trade offer. Is this for real? Is this a real trade offer? Okay. I'm going to offer you right now. Okay. 2019, first uh-huh. round pick. 2020, first round pick. Like what do you mean 2019 first round? Okay, 2020, 2021. Oh, okay. First round. Like, next two first round is for uh-huh. Michael Thomas. It's a good trade offer. <laughs> no, I can't. Thomas is too strong. Maybe for Chubb. No, I'm not doing that for Chubb. Uh, no, see, I, I, if I could have gotten that third killer wide receiver yeah. on my team, make Julian Edelman my flex. flex. Oh, no, I'm sorry, DJ yeah, Moore my flex. My yeah. flex. Like, yeah. That. No, I can't. I love 2020 draft class. Yeah. But you're going to, especially if I give you Thomas, you're definitely the 1.14, and there's the guy there. And that's why I was willing to pay for yeah. that price. Yeah, especially if you got Thomas. You're definitely. People, people will keep, you guys actually listen to that. You can enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, maybe I'll put it at the end after the end credits. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, a little, little, a little teaser. A little teaser at the yeah, end. Right. Right. Well, I had to try. I'm trying, I'm trying to get one more stud receiver. Yeah. And I just, I, Brian's trying to rebuild, but he won't let go of Cooks or Evans. Ooh, Cooks would be nice. I, I try. Yeah. I offered him a first and a second next year. What? You think? Oh. Yeah. That I might take. For Cooks. If I had oh, yeah. Like, for Thomas? For, 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 for like, did you see my eyes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wouldn't say. I thought, yeah. I thought, no, no. I first offered him a first and a third. He said, no, I'm like, all right, I'll do first and second, and I'm overpaying right yeah. now. Although, for like an almost guaranteed 1.14, even if it's like a 1.12, sorry. But he did, he tried to give me a, he wanted me to give him a first round pick for Mark Ingram. Oh, no way. Right? Oh my god. I offered him a third. What, is, what are with these trade, guys, let's talk about trade editing. Right, Come right, on, right. Man. Like, no, this seriously, like, what? He's like, yeah, but they'll help you win. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not giving Ingram. you a first round pick for Mark Ingram. Yeah. No. A one year rental? No yeah, way. No. Yeah. You can win it all. I'm like, nope, um, nope. Sorry, <laughs> you're not gonna, Also, you're not going to win it all. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because, yeah, Brian is like, oh, I'm, I got to rebuild. What can we do? And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, all right. I'll give you a first and a third for Brandon Cook. Yeah. I'm like, all right. For Mike Evans, then. He's like, oh, I want to hold on to those guys. I don't like, Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Well, I want to buy Cooks yeah. first. Um, and yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, first and second. No, I'm like, he's like, I want to keep those guys. I'm like, what are you trying to give me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. This, this is going to be an interesting one. It's a short one. <laughs>